0: Also, in June, on the 8th and 9th, is an in-person soul recovery retreat in Lafayette, Colorado. This is going to be a weekend of incredible transformation, learning how to use soul recovery in your life and to leave that weekend transformed. Visit the website for more about what to expect and how to register. Enjoy the episode. Soul recovery is about us turning the attention to ourselves and having our own inner healing. It may or may not mean that we leave our relationship or change our job or change our friends or, or move to a different place. What we want to concentrate on is our healing, having clarity of mind so that when we make our decisions, we're not taking our old unhealthy selves with us learning how to be our true fullest selves no matter what our situations are. My name is Rev. Rachel Harrison and this is the Recover Your Soul podcast, a spiritual path to a happy and healthy life. I started Recover Your Soul after having profound changes in my life from my recovery of alcoholism, control addiction, and codependency. I was guided to share the tools and principles of spirituality and soul recovery to help others transform their lives as mine was transformed. For us to overcome external circumstances, we must first turn the attention to ourselves, focusing on inner change. Positive results in our lives will follow. It's Rev. Rachel, and I am so thankful that you're here for the Recover Your Soul podcast. If you are new, welcome to the Recover Your Soul community and the soul recovery journey. And if you're returning, I just am so grateful that this community continues to just build and build together. We're doing this work that's recovering our souls and connecting with each other. For this episode today, I wanted to talk about a situation that is pretty normal for all of us to wonder. Do I have to change my circumstances to heal? Can I heal in the midst of all this chaos? Don't I need everything to change for me to be okay? Shouldn't I leave my job? Shouldn't I leave my relationship? Shouldn't I leave my geographic location? Don't I need everything to be totally different for me to have a place where I can heal? That's our topic today. Do we have to change our life situation for us to be able to heal? Do we have to have something else be different or can we be in the chaos and still do this process? What I do wanna say before we ever even start is that if you are in a situation where you're in danger, physically in danger, if you are in the kind of flight or fright, I meant to say flight, but fright is actually more appropriate, fight or flight situation, this is not what I'm talking about. If you are in that situation, I implore you to go and get some help to reach out. There are so many resources out there if you're in a situation where you're not safe. What I'm talking about here today is we're just not sure we're comfortable. We're not in danger. We just, "Mm, it's not all that great and we want it to be something else. So I want to make sure that we are clear on what kind of circumstances I'm talking about. When I think about this, one of the things that comes to me is when I started 12-step in the rooms, they say quite often not to change your circumstances, your relationship, your job, whatever's going on for you for a year. And when I first got sober, I was in a job that I have talked about before, but I'll talk about again. I was an office manager for a company, and I worked there for nine years in total. And I started actually out just as a worker and almost immediately was promoted to office manager, which was one of those God moments where you just say, lead me where you need me. And I was just being a worker at this company Didn't have the skill set for that, but knew I had the passion for being of service to people. Came into the office, we had to do some paperwork, and one of the owners of the office was this older, lovely, older gentleman, and he was on the computer being really slow and trying to get it done. And I said, hey, do you mind if I just pop in and knock it out? And when I knocked it out quickly, he literally turned to the office and said, Well, if we ever need an office manager, we know who to call. This one's really good at computers. And it wasn't much more than a couple weeks later that they gave me the call and asked if I wanted that position. And that's a moment when we wonder, can we just trust that the universe has our back? Can we just trust that the universe has our back? And in that moment, I knew that I could trust. And that particular job for many, many of the years that I was there was a profoundly Powerful position for me that it was surrounded with people that were doing a job that cared for people, that I got to utilize my talents to help grow the company and streamline their processes. One of my computer skills is taking a computer program and really learning how to utilize it to its fullest potential. I got to use and grow those skills in myself. And for most of the time there, it was really a positive experience for me including the fact that that was my solid ground when things were really bad at home with Rich and with Alex and Bodhi. And these were the years that Alex was starting to really fall apart on drugs and alcohol and Rich and I were fighting. Now, when I started working at that company, I was sober. It was in the beginning of my, my first time around in sobriety. And so I was clear headed. I was connected with that part of myself that really wanted to do the right thing and knew my skill set and wanted to be of service. And so as that time went on in that company, that's when Rich and I separated. That's when I went back to drinking and things started to fall apart in my life as it does when you go back to an addiction, right? It became unmanageable again. And as I've said before, in the first time I got sober, I did the work on quitting drinking, but I hadn't done the deep work on my thinking and my emotional state. And so that was definitely a work in progress that needed to be worked on. So anyway, I'm at this company and things are not going well and it's starting to get toxic. And I'm a big part of that toxicity because I was starting to do super uber controlling Things. I really felt like I had been there long enough. I knew what we needed to be doing. There were so many rules and regulations that were changing. There was changing in the way that we dealt with the workers. There was just so much going on. And I wasn't in a place where I was handling it well. And guess what? One of my buttons got pushed my big button, my value button. And when my value button used to get pushed, I was defensive and I became attacking. This is a long story to get to the fact that when I got sober this time in February of 2018, I was really miserable in this job and I was not getting along with the management and I was really struggling. And I got to my sponsor, I got an AA sponsor And I said, I've got to get, I got to get out of this job. And she said, I really recommend that you give it a year. I really recommend that you give it a year because there is something that you can learn from being in that situation still and beginning to do your work. And at that time, I didn't really understand what she meant. I I wanted the circumstances to change. At that time in my life, Rich and I were back together and he was getting sober too and so I couldn't leave my marriage. I wasn't going to leave my marriage because at that point I was, had made the commitment to be in, but I needed something to change because that's what we think is going to make us feel better. We think that changing something from the outside is going to heal what's going on on the inside. And really that suggestion that I stay in that job for one more year was a really hard one, but it was a really good one. And so it comes down to this place where we say, do I need to change my situation to be able to heal? And the real answer is that the situation is... Definitely important, our circumstances, our, our marriage, our job, our relationships, these are how our internal way of being are reflecting out into the world. And yes, everybody else out in the relationships, they have to take ownership for their own part. Everything is two-sided. But as I've said so many times in soul recovery, our only control that we have is with ourself. Step one of soul recovery. Admitted we are powerless over anything outside of ourselves. And recognizing that our suffering comes from our desire to control people, places, and circumstances. Step one of soul recovery. So when you come into that place where you realize that you're powerless over everything outside of ourself, then we can start to work on our perceptions And so when we are in that situation, we're looking at these relationships, we're looking at these jobs, we're looking at these people, and they're still coming back and responding in the patterns that we've set up. They're still coming from this way that has been how it's been for all these years or has been becoming all these years. And maybe you have someone in your life who's using, or maybe you have a relationship that's fallen apart, or maybe your job isn't filling you up like my job wasn't filling me up. But when we start doing this work, not because of them and not to change that, but to heal ourselves, something really profound happens. And you know, there's some truth that we don't end up where we are by accident, that if we can trust that everything is part of our curriculum of life, that everything is part of the flow of us being able to learn and being able to come even more into ourselves. Sometimes those situations and those circumstances that seem so painful allow us to see parts of ourselves, shadows parts of ourselves that we can begin to heal, Now, one of the things that happened in that year that I was in that job was there was a major crisis. Actually, the son of the owner died suddenly and tragically, and he was 34 years old, and he had been a big part of everyone's life, but even more so, he had been a big part of my boss's life, and she and I had been at odds with each other for a year at that point, heartbreaking for me to have lost the relationship that I had with her because she'd been so, so, so important to me like a sister. And again, such a big part of that was me and how I was responding to her and her pain. So in this situation where her son dies, there was this ability for everything to kind of be washed away and for the clarity of being of service to somebody and to get out of my self-righteousness and out of my victimhood and out of my self-pity and start to say, how can I be of service to this company? How can I be of service to this person? What is mine to do? And I had this major reflection of the need to change how I was showing up to change how I was interacting in the situation. And had I left that job when I wanted to, it would have been prior to his passing away. And I may have never had that chance to truly show up and be who I was as a soul and as the healthy person that I had been in that environment. That year was a really hard year and it was my first year of sobriety and I was going to meetings and doing the steps and just starting to peel my spiritual onion just a little bit. And at home things were changing too, you know, Rich was doing his recovery, but this relationship that I had been so oh tumultuous about and wanting Rich to be different, wanting my relationship to be different and just being in and out the door, you know, as your foot in or out the door... And I was standing in it, no matter what was going on with it. I was making a commitment to stand in it. And that healing that happens when we decide that we're going to be in the fire, when we're going to be in the flame, and we're going to hold on and do this internal work, makes it so that we start to feel what's happening outside differently. And the truth is that if we leave relationships, and again, I'm not talking about dangerous ones or super toxic ones where it's just complete chaos and there's there's no space for healing. I want to have clarity about that. I'm talking about our general dissatisfaction with our relationships. If we run from them before we've done our internal work, we actually don't know whether there's healing available We don't know what's really happening because we're coming only from this place of our own pain and suffering, of our own fear, of our own projection, of our own needs and our own hurt. So allowing ourselves to continue to be in these situations means that we can bring healing and light to where there's darkness and pain. And then once we've done that, once we have given ourselves the space to step back and be able to look more carefully, more clearly, then we can make decisions that are going to be healthier for us. That's what it means in 12-step when they say don't make any big decisions for a year. So in my situation, about a year was coming around. And again, it got really kind of funky. Unfortunately, it got a little funky there at the end of that job. But I think it got funky because I started to get attached to the idea that I was going to take on a bigger role at that company. And spirit knew that wasn't my job. And I was attached to it because my self was attached to this identity that I had established for those nine years prior. And it's interesting because sometimes I do think that there has to be a big shakeup because we don't want to leave what's safe. We don't want to leave what's comfortable. Even if it's not 100% working, there's some part of it that we know we know how it's going to be. As it got closer to this potential of me taking on this bigger leadership role, everything just fell apart. It was big chaos that happened. But I was sober And I was in a better place to take a look at what was going on. And I definitely could have handled a lot of it differently if I was then where I am now, but I wasn't. I did the best that I could with it. And in that moment, I was able to have the clarity that I was too attached to this role that I thought meant that I had quote unquote made it, right? And I wouldn't be sitting here today talking to you if I had had it the way that I thought that it was going to go. As a spiritual coach, I can support you on your path to make deep and real changes that will bring you a life of peace, happiness, connection, and abundance. Visit the website recoveryoursoul.net to book coaching sessions, read the blog, listen to some of my original music, and subscribe to receive email updates. I think of Recover Your Soul as a community. Follow us on social media, join the private Facebook group, and even our monthly soul recovery support group on Zoom to support each other and connect. For an extra episode each week, become a Patreon member or subscribe on Apple Podcasts. If these episodes are helping you in any way and you want to donate, you want to really figure out how can I support this community and recover your soul, please look at the show notes below. There is a link to be able to donate monthly $3, $5, $8, or $10. This cost of a fancy cup of coffee would really help support this community and recover your soul. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul. And I think I've told this story before, and I apologize, I have a little bit of a cold. So my voice is a little funky, but I think I've told the story before that then I knew it had been a year, this situation has happened where I'm not going to take this leadership position. They don't want me to take the leadership position either. It was pretty clear on both sides. And I start thinking, okay, I need another job. I need something else to happen. And I was applying for some other positions and had gone on a couple interviews and I was really grasping for straws. I was really at that desperation place and I got a call from a recruiter for a position. It was a contract position. Luckily I went in, I got that job and immediately was able to transfer over and leave this company that I'd worked at for nine years with grace without a huge explosion it had been pretty heavy at the end but we were able to bring it all down hug be kind and move forward and then the next job i think now i back on that so much about how it was this holding place for me to heal i was really working on my sobriety I really wanted to be healthy. I wanted it so bad. I was doing this for an entirely different reason than I'd ever done it before. And that I had been willing to stay in that circumstance until it was time for the next move, that the clarity that the next move was given to me at the right time, that spirit handed me this safe other new job. It ended up being this great, easy place to be where the roles were very clear about what your job was, what yours to do was, what the hours were, what the expectation was. And I've told this story before, it was a lot of data entry. And I was able to just listen to, I listened to the Al-Anon speaker meetings on Spotify. There's a set of old, old, old speaker meetings. I listened to every single one of those. And I listened to podcasts, and I listened to books, and I listened to anything that I could get my hands on about recovery and about healing. And in that, I was able to settle my nervous system and just come back to this place that said, I trust and know that I'm being guided to the next place in my life and that I don't have to be so afraid. I don't have to try so hard. And then that was the next step where then I ended up having the opportunity to work at the spiritual center that I worked at for two years. So we think that we want to change our circumstances. And again, in my relationship with my husband, there were definitely times when I thought I got to get out of here so that I can heal. But the more work that I do here inside of my soul, inside of my heart, in my mind, it's my mind that sees my circumstances, the way that it sees them. It's my mind that decides whether I'm hurting or not. It's my mind that takes things personally. It's my mind that sees if I'm a victim or whether I'm empowered. It's me that decides. And through that, I've been able to stand in my life in some hard situations that I would have run from in the past. And more than that, I've had the opportunity to reflect so deeply on what was my part in these hurtful situations. And just to follow up on the story about that original company that I worked for, it's been four years since I worked there. That boss of mine had been so, so important to me for all those years, and it was really painful to have lost that relationship, because even though we left without there being a huge fire, it wasn't like we were going to reach out, you know, and connect with each other, because we were both pretty hurt. Within this past year, I had found out that her husband had been sick. And so I reached back out to her. And now I've had so much time to reflect. I've had so much forgiveness. I've had so much release and awareness And not forgiveness from the part that says someone did something to me and I'm going to let it go. But forgiveness from the perspective of there's nothing to forgive. It's just part of the process. It's part of all of our learning. And from it, there was so much that I learned. And so I texted her to let her know I was thinking about her husband. And through that, we made amends to each other. And we've reconnected. And we've both deeply apologized for the part that we played and we've reconnected and remembering the parts of our lives that were so beautiful and wonderful and how much we cared about each other and the fun that we had and the work that we did together that was so important. I'm so grateful for that because that's the important thing to remember. If you're in a situation that doesn't feel right, Are you in the place where your mind is clear and right to be able to decide, yes, it's time to move on, or no, I need to do some more work on myself, even in this situation, so that I can be clear about my role, my emotions, my feelings, because no matter where you go, there you are. And if you haven't healed from the childhood pain from a lot of our inner stuff that we have, that's what we work on when you come to me for soul recovery, spiritual counseling, that's what we do is working on those inner pains and those inner traumas. Then we move to our next job, our next relationship, our next situation, and we still have all the projections and the anger and the fear and the hurt that makes it difficult to be in relationship. So doing our own soul recovery changes everything. Our perception changes. And you may need to leave that relationship. And you may need to change your job. I'm not saying that you stay in it just to stay. I'm saying that working on yourself and having clarity of mind and heart and inner healing and reliance on your higher power, and doing the soul recovery steps, and doing this inner work will let you know, because only you know what's right for you. Nobody else can give you the advice that this is good or that's bad. You know in your heart, in your healthy heart and soul, what is the right steps for you. Because life will continue to show up But we want to have the spiritual stamina and strength to stand in the midst of our storms and always know that we're okay. I hope that this has been helpful in helping you to remember always choose you, choose your inner relationship with yourself. That's the number one relationship. And then you'll have clarity of what's next steps in your life and how to bring healthier circumstances. Until next time. Namaste. Are you wondering, how do I go deeper on my soul recovery journey? Or how do I support this great podcast? Well, here's your call to action. If you're ready for real interchange and would like to work directly with me, visit the website and book a coaching session. I'm here to support you on your unique path. I'm here to help you let go of the past to deepen your connection with higher power, whatever that is for you, and then to discover and step into a happy and healthy life of your making. You can also become part of the soul recovery community. One way is to join the support group. It's the first Monday of every month. It's on zoom from six to 7 PM mountain time, and you can register on the website and get your zoom link. It's the same link every month. We're also on social media. Of course there's Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, and now even insight timer. Yes. Lots of ways to connect. There is even a private Facebook group that will allow you for more communication and conversation about soul recovery with your community. If you'd like an extra bonus episode every Friday, you can become an Apple podcast subscriber or choose your tier level of giving on Patreon. I'd also love all the listeners to subscribe on the website so that I can keep you informed on what's going on with the podcast, the community with me and anything that's up and coming and new and great about soul recovery. Also, if you just take a little bit of time and give me five stars, a quick review, share the podcast with friends and family, make sure you're subscribing. However you listen to the podcast, we're helping even more people to have soul recovery in their lives. If this podcast is providing you spiritual nourishment and inspiration, thank you, thank you, thank you for going to the website, pushing the donate button and giving whatever feels right to you. It means so much to me because I have this mission of sharing soul recovery with the world and your donations, your bookings, your subscriptions, everything that you do to be part of this community is making all that happen. Together, we can do the work that will recover your soul.